cow. <laughs> Another cow. <laughs> I think that was the same one. <laughs> I have a whole episode on on quotes from Twister. Steak and eggs, Meg. Steak and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 419. It's a podcast. I'm Mike. And... And I'm Lisa. Welcome back, Lisa. Thank you, Mike. How you doing? I am doing well. Excellent. Forgot to mention before we started... um, if I lose power, <laughs> I'll call you and we'll figure out what to do because there are more thunderstorms bearing down on us right now as Uh-oh. I speak. It's very, very dark. I don't know if you can tell. I mean, I can tell that it's dark because you have your blinds closed. <laughs> well, if they're not closed, then there's too much glare when when it is sunny. Yeah, no, I get that. But I um, wouldn't know about sunshine at all. I don't live no? in California. <laughs> <laughs> the land of perpetual sun. Like, please send us your thunderstorms. I miss some sort of deviation in the weather. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the only the only deviation you get is smoke from fires, right? Yes. <laughs> Although we did um we did have a hailstorm not too long ago. Oh really? Yeah, it actually rained. And in the winters it everybody's like, Oh, California, it's so warm. And I had actually thrown out all of my coats before I moved to California, which was a huge mistake. And uh, we do get rain. Here, I'm sharing my screen. Oh, oh, that's a lot of straight line thunderstorms. Can you see my cursor? Yes. That's where I am. Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just... So the red is heading toward you. The red is heading toward me, yeah. But luckily, (laughs) it's no... There's no warnings or anything on this, so... Good. It's just a lot of heavy rain and some wind. So now I have to ask, you know, do you have a, a storm shelter or something? We have um, a sort of a basement. Okay. <laughs> Is it decked out like post-apocalyptic no. style with everything you'd need oh, in case no. of uh, no. the end of the world? <laughs> no, it's a basement that's that's completely open on two sides and only partially <laughs> underground on the other two sides. So I'm not sure what oh, how good it is for <laughs> storm protection. But we go down there anyway if we have to. Gosh. We had a tornado came. EF4 tornado came through south of Atlanta and like destroyed a town. Oh, no. Yeah. Land of of tornadoes. Yeah. Uh, Not too long before I moved out here. Actually, it was a couple of years. I take that back. But uh, we had the Fairdale tornado. And if you go on YouTube, there is a video of this man. His name is Clem. Clem? (laughs) elderly man was on the second floor of his house filming the tornado and you just see the tornado getting closer and closer and closer and he's still filming it like where it's across the street taking out his neighbor's home and then you just see everything go black and uh, oh wow clem schultz yes and (laughs) it took his home uh i remember that tornado because i had stepped foot outside of my car 
just getting home from work. And the second I stepped foot out, the siren started going off. And I'm like, I don't see anything. What's going on? And it was about 25 miles south, but it was an F4, about, yep. I would say, somewhere between a quarter and a half mile wide at the base. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. <laughs> nice and backlit. Yeah. <laughs> this must have been in the afternoon. It was terrifying. The sun yeah. behind it. It was about, I want to say about uh, 4.30, maybe. April 9th, 2015. Yep. It was a huge storm. It says he went he went upstairs to grab some lanterns, presumably to take into the basement with him. And then when he saw it outside the window, he couldn't stop filming. Well, and that's a lot of people. It's crazy. You know, they, they're so captivated by it, but then they... You assume like, oh, it's going to go, you know, of course it's going to go off to the side. I'm going to just be watching it. And no, 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 it comes right at me. (laughs) It's not good. The strange thing is he survived it. Um, His wife on the first floor of the house passed in that tornado. Oh, wow. Uh, So, yeah, tornadoes are so strange because it can hit one house and miss another. Well, that's like this one that happened here last week. Um, Mm -hmm. It like went right down one whole side of the street was completely destroyed and the other side of the street it was like they had some shingles missing it's terrifying but um weirdly have you seen there a was tornado have like... i seen one in person no yeah i don't think so um no i haven't i'm like a weather junkie kind of i, I am to, too <laughs> i used to watch those um oh my god i'm watching the video yeah it's like ladies Clem. and gentlemen mike and i are weather nerds <laughs> Clem, Clem, go downstairs. Clem, go downstairs now, Clem. Clem, how are you still filming, Clem? This is like Scream, that scene in Scream where he's like, Jamie, Jamie, <laughs> look behind you, Jamie. Turn, Jamie. <laughs> it just goes black and then it keeps going. Yeah. Like what? Mm-hmm. You just kind of see stuff flying at first and then it's just pitch black. It go- It's black it's for like a whole nother minute. I'm like, I'm yeah. wondering what the audio is like on this. Oh, the audio is, <laughs> it's loud. Like they see in Twister, it was windy. Well, hang on. Let's let's see. Can you hear this? Can you hear that? Yeah, I watched that video over and over and over, and I know it's terrible, but. And then it just does this for another minute, and it's black. Yeah. And this guy survived. Yeah, surprisingly. Um, it flattened the entire town. I mean, when I say it flattened the entire town, I mean, there was nothing. There was not a single house. Uh, they actually have uh, video footage also on YouTube of them taking um, a drone and flying it over the town. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just rubble the entire place. It's crazy. I happened to um, wake up. The one that happened here recently was in, mm-hmm. it was like quarter after midnight. Mm-hmm. And um, the dog had woken us up, and Allison went to take him outside. And I was just because I had been watching the weather before we went to bed, and I looked at my radar app on my phone, the one that I was showing you, mm-hmm. which has that uh, it has that version which where it shows the red and the green. It's the wind velocity where you can see yeah. actually see the tornado, and mm-hmm. it had um, it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> It is. I mean, it just kept shooting, so. (laughs) Did his phone, like, you know, get taken by the tornado? (laughs) 
apparently his phone did not get whisked away. It must not. <laughs> Although have. I would see that. I'd like to see that. Like have somebody just, you know, set it. Cause there's like the movie twister, right? Where they're trying to set the, uh, the Dorothy two in front of the tornado. Oh, like yeah. I want to see people just put a bunch of cell phones in front of the tornadoes and watch the video footage of them flying. around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. easily entertained. If those, uh, if they had done that today, like now those all those little sensors, sensors or whatever that were in Dorothy would have would have had, you know, 4K cameras on them. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> would have been, you know, constantly linked up to uh, the Internet and broadcast. They're all live. Bluetooth enabled, <laughs> Bluetooth enabled sensors. Well, that's the thing is I used to watch that Storm Chasers show on Discovery mm-hmm. with the, Same. the guys in the armored vehicles that would drive into the tornadoes. Yeah. And they were just starting to get to that point where they were using drones and firing rockets into the tornadoes with cameras and <laughs> like re- real real high tech stuff. And then they canceled it. <laughs> it was like, hey, it was just getting good. <laughs> That's so sad. Uh who is the one? I think it's I think his name is Pecos Hank or something like that. And he's a storm chaser. I haven't heard of him. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'll I'll send it to you if I see it, but uh uh, there are a lot of really, really good videos out there of, uh, you know, the storm chases. Of course, the South tends to uh, provide a lot of good material for that. <laughs> well, typi- <laughs> but I'm glad it- typically the, the, the Great Plains. Yeah, but we do get. Yes. We have what they call a Dixie Alley here across the South, which is what what happened last week, which is, you know, it starts in. Dixie Alley. Like Louisiana, Arkansas goes through. Mississippi, yeah. Alabama, and then Northwest Georgia, and then it kind of dies when it gets close to the Appalachian Mountains, which is what usually saves us here. But um, mm-hmm. not the people in Noonan, though. Although nobody died except for one guy had a heart attack <laughs> during the tornado. Is, well, I mean, I guess if you're going to go, it's probably better than the alternative mm-hmm. <laughs> being crushed by a house or whatever, you know. Whatever happened That's... to Clem's wife, yeah crazy but um what was pecos what maybe it's pecos bill i'm trying to remember let's see uh the weather channel is is they've got some fabulous shows on there pecos hank it is pecos hank okay pecos bill is somebody else that's like a (laughs) a, pecos something or other that's like a cowboy (laughs) or a disney thing or something fictional cowboy (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, uh, the Weather Channel's got some great stuff. I've been watching that. Um, oh, what is that? Uh, Highway from Hell or something like that on the Weather Channel, where it's all of these uh, big rig towing guys who clean up all the semis up in Canada when uh, you know when they spin out or jackknife on the highway, okay. and they have to figure out how to get all this cargo. <laughs> Up off the highway and open up the highway again. Is that Ice Road Truckers? Yes. Yes. Okay. There are a couple of them, though. There are a few of them. <laughs> of course there are. Of course. <laughs> this is interesting. The first video that comes up on YouTube for Pecos Hank, it says, Chaser hit by tornado. No. Tornado <laughs> hit by chaser. Hello. <laughs> Can I hit you? <laughs> Don't you come over here. <laughs> I'm the one chasing you. You're getting hit by me. 
All I can think of is Twister, that scene from Twister where they're at Aunt Meg's and he's like, Bill's the most wild son of a bitch out there. And he's like, he was naked. He was butt naked and chucked his whiskey bottle into the tornado and it never touched the ground. (laughs) (laughs) It is one of my favorite movies of all time. I will admit to being a weather nerd. Yes, I yeah, I was just going to say people bag on that movie a lot, but I think it's like <laughs> insanely fun to watch. Yes, absolutely. It is my go to summer film. <laughs> <laughs> Missing the old days of tornado sirens. <laughs> Actually, uh, we had a tornado here in Santa Barbara uh, on Christmas of last year or the year before last, rather. 2019? So, 2019, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it was like an F zero, but. Oh, <laughs> barely a tornado. It's <laughs> trying to trying to play with the big boys, but, you know, it's California, so <laughs> not much here for tornadoes. Uh, I was starting to say I, I, I looked at my radar app mm-hmm. the other night and um, and I saw that storm going through and. I saw the tor- the tornado signature in the red and the green, and it had like a hole in the middle of it, and I'd never seen that before. Huh. Usually, it just looks like a yin yin and yang, yeah, right. symbol. And this had had a hole in the middle, like it was a mini hurricane. And I'm like, tiny, oh. tiny hurricane. And I just thought, oh no, that can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> and then someday I'll be a real hurricane. The next day, they were saying that uh, the the local weather people were saying. That's the strongest tornado signature on radar that they they had seen in memory. Wow! On the radar, that's crazy. See, I'd like to have a uh, a nice sweet bunker if I was living out in that area or any place with tornadoes. You know, to have my gamer bunker. I would. I would like a better basement. Yes. Have <laughs> you know some video games down there with a generator hooked up to the outside? <laughs> Get some board games, some card games, a mini fridge. Yeah, whole house generator is is yeah, it's on the list. Yeah, absolutely. Of... And then you could trick it out, and you could have live action. Uh, uh, oh, what's what's the video game um, or the computer game rather? Uh, Fallout Fallout Shelter. You know, live action Fallout Shelter. <laughs> Fallout Shelter the LARP. <laughs> you turn all the bad weather into fun. <laughs> <laughs> There's a market for that someplace. <laughs> Get your own fallout shelter. You know, and I'm all about the apocalypse, of course. Atlas Survival Shelter. Oh, oh number, number 10. My <laughs> God, look at these places. This is crazy. Hardwood floors. This one looks like a, almost like a salt cave. Is it pink Himalayan salt? It might be. You could lick the walls. If you need a little seasoning for your dish, <laughs> scrape a little off. <laughs> Subterra Castle. God, underground bunker home Vegas style. So this would be like Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> Which I have not played yet, but I would like to. No, my computer is bogging down under all of the uh, pop-ups on this website. Oh. <laughs> damn pop-ups <laughs> this one is called vivos europa one speaking of europa 
uh, if you are into the post-apocalyptic genre at all, uh, Tribes of Europa on Netflix is outstanding. Tribes of Europa. Yeah, it is a post-apocalyptic uh, series that basically takes place in like post-apocalyptic Germany. So, you know, the fall has come and, uh, and it's just really outstanding. The costuming is great. The plot is good. The acting is good. Uh, you know, and it's, it's not like any, you know, famous American actors. Uh, at least I don't believe so. But it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty darn good. I've been watching movies lately. Yeah? So what, uh, what have you been watching? Well, last night I watched... Oh, I can hear the rain. Uh-oh. <laughs> last night... <laughs> as long I, as you don't hear the sirens. Last night I watched uh, the 2005 uh, film version of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. What was it? You haven't seen it? What's the name of it again? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Oh, I have not. I have not actually seen the movie. Like, I am aware that the book exists. Oh, you haven't read the book either. <laughs> no. Wow. I'm such a terrible nerd. No, you're... I'm you're so an, ashamed. You're an excellent nerd in certain areas. Like, not everybody can be, <laughs> you know, 100% nerd about everything. <laughs> I have not. Uh, I also have not read, uh, you know, Call of Cthulhu or any of those. So, I haven't so read Hitchhiker's Guide's <laughs> on my bucket list and uh, Lovecraft. Yeah. Definitely. I promise, Mike, I won't fail you. Definitely read the the Hitchhiker's Guide trilogy of, is it four or five books? <laughs> but it's a trilogy. It's called the trilogy, but it's actually more than three books. Quadrilogy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, the, the movie, I ended up liking it more this time than when I saw it in the theater 16 years ago. <laughs> so Alan Rickman does the vo- one of the voices, right? Yeah, he's the voice okay. of, of Marvin the Robot. I, I was aware that he played a sad, sad robot at yep. some point. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> I've, I've tried to avoid the mopey Alan Rickman, though, because I love Alan Rickman. Yeah. Um, funny enough, I had uh, in high school, I had a crush on Alan Rickman so much that my friends, when I got to school, were like, how's Alan today? <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> my f- like, obsess over his films. My My favorite of his roles was um in dogma yes <laughs> yeah which oddly enough you can't find anywhere you can't watch that movie really yeah like they don't even you can't even buy it like did the catholic church pull all of their magic levers <laughs> to like make sure that it disappeared <laughs> the search for every copy of dogma i'm just picturing like you can... vatican assassins <laughs> You can buy like used copies, but they're like 150 bucks or something for a DVD. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like they stopped. They just stopped making it, and it's not available on any streaming. It's not available on on iTunes. Huh? And it's such a great movie. No, no, there's a 1999 DVD. Uh, oh wow, thirty dollars. I mean, that's still a lot, but yeah, it's on it's on Amazon now. There's one for thirty bucks. Yeah, there's one for fifty dollars. Like, hang on, I got to do a buy it now. Crazy. <laughs> also, I love. Maybe uh, I'm thinking of the Blu-ray that's 150 bucks. 
Because I think I have it on DVD. Bob. I have not watched Mallrats yet either. That (laughs) one, I could never get into that one. I don't know why. I just like Jay and Silent Bob. (laughs) Yeah. Kevin Smith is fabulous. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is one of those ones that, (laughs) you know, if it comes on cable, it's like, okay, I know what I'm doing for the next two hours. Have some popcorn. <laughs> Sit down. Hopefully, hopefully you're not going to be able to turn it off. Yeah, hopefully Twister's on after. <laughs> <laughs> Marathon. <laughs> Speaking of Twisters, I see that you're uh, you're still on camera, and uh, the screen has not gone black like Clem's screen did. Yay! I've survived so far. <laughs> Although I'm right in the middle of the red orange. Thunder and lightning out there. Why don't I have? Oh no, I'm right in the middle of a tiny little, uh, a tiny little uh, green and yellow area that's in the middle of the red orange. That's There's why just I, a little gray gray cloud over your house. That's why I with got, a tiny little tornado. <laughs> no, wait, hang on, let me check. Uh, why don't I have? I don't usually use mm. this computer. Where is the um? What's that called? Velocity mode. That's where you see the red and the green. No, it's just oh, a nice a nice even line between the two. That's good. Yeah, very good. <laughs> oh, I did find find an image of uh no rotation. The tornado from before. Hang on. Where are you at? The baby have, hurricane. Now I have so many things open I can't find anything. <laughs> now I need five <laughs> five screens on my wall. Baby <laughs> hurricane do 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 do. No, I'm it's... not gonna start that. <laughs> <laughs> Because all of your listeners are going to have that stuck in their heads for the rest of the day. <laughs> here, I was looking up. I really was looking up Dogma. Um, <laughs> here it is. So it's not a hole. It oh. was it was where the wind speeds got so intense that it cha- they changed color. They went to like wow. blue and purple instead of red and green. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, I have so, never, never seen anything that looked like that before. And neither had the, the local <laughs> meteorologists, <laughs> which is scary. Let's hope that never happens again. Yeah. So it did a lot of damage then, I take it? Yeah, they said it's the damage path is a half a mile wide. Oof. Wow. That's crazy. But it wasn't, I don't think it was on actually on the ground for very long, so it's not. Yeah. You know. It's a half mile wide, but it only goes for two miles or something. But this this storm, they tracked it from Louisiana, the same supercell oh, wow. thunderstorm. That's uh, that's a pretty stable system then. Yeah, that's it was like nine stable. hours or something, and they had. I remember, there was um, the longest uh, the longest tornado ever in history. It was something like, I want to say it was like crossed like five states or three states or something like that yeah it's like um 300 miles ish and like missouri that's skinny Mm -hmm. southern part of illinois and then kentucky or indiana something like that crazy we're weather nerds (laughs) and this you know the weather nerdery was not on the you know on the docket on the docket (laughs) as a topic of discussion It was not. We were supposed to be talking about pressure cooking and um, what was the other thing? 
1980s throwback games. Oh, no. That, <laughs> I was stuck on <laughs> cooking. I was like, oh, no, we were talking about food. Um, air fryer, right? You, you got an oh, air fryer? Yes. I've, yes, I've heard about fryer. these things. That was kind of a big craze leading up to uh, the holidays last year was everybody was buying an air fryer. At least people I knew, like a lot of people were going to get an air fryer for Christmas. And I was like, what is this thing, this air fryer? And it's like, oh, well, so you know how when you have leftover pizza and you can't reheat it because it always gets gross. So you just have to eat it cold. And I'm like, I like cold pizza. And they're like, yeah, but sometimes you want to heat it up. We put it in the air fryer and it's like it's brand new. And I'm like, ooh, I need to get one of these things. And I'm like, then I look in my kitchen and I see the available counter space. And I'm like, no, I really don't need to. add something else <laughs> not much real estate there huh there's not really I, i'm gonna have to have it ho- like hover over the stove or something <laughs> like there's really nowhere to put it so yeah all you need to do is get one of those macrame baskets for plants <laughs> and like hang it from the ceiling <laughs> the bottom of it doesn't get too hot right no not at all <laughs> perfect Mel- melts right through the thing <laughs> the hanging air fryer garden <laughs> and it was fat it's great though. Um, I was terrified to use it for a long time because I always, always thought pressure cookers just exploded. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, that's like if you grew up watching old school cartoons like Tom and Jerry and that kind of thing. Yeah, there was always a pressure cooker, but it always blew up. Exactly. It was like as a child, I learned that that's what pressure cookers are for. They're they're like bombs <laughs> that you set off in your house to kill the cat or the mouse or whatever. <laughs> right. So it has this latch on it. Um, so you turn it, you know, to the left and it's sealed and you turn it to the right and it releases all the, you know, the steam. But uh, it's loose on there. And I was like, is this thing broken? And so I looked it up on the Internet and I'm like, no, it's supposed to be like that. So I finally bit the bullet and used this thing and have not stopped using this thing. <laughs> and like made stuff with the pressure cooker like three nights in a row because it's fabulous um everything just like the meat just falls apart that sounds delicious yeah it absolutely is so um my my coworkers up in alaska were kind enough to send me down a care package uh, of moose meat because <laughs> <laughs> we were on a call we're on a telecon and I was like, do you guys like actually eat moose up there? And they're like, yeah, yeah. My, you know, my, uh, my parents are big hunters and uh, we have a ton of moose meat here. So I'll send you down some. So they sent me ground moose, backstrap, uh, chipotle moose. <laughs> from Alaska. And, yes. Chipotle. From Alaska. Okay. Wrong <laughs> end of North America, but whatever. <laughs> And um, uh, caribou. Okay. Some caribou sticks. So reindeer. Yes. <laughs> reindeer sticks. You got, you got Western <laughs> Hemisphere reindeer sticks. Right? Yes, I did. Yep. Good snack. Snack of champions. Now, I think that, that pretty much anything ground works out mm-hmm. well, right? Because, yeah. you know, if you're talking about, like, tough cuts of meat or something, mm-hmm. you, you know, yeah, well, tougher and, than and you're used to. extremely extremely lean yeah so it was good i uh so i i put in a pound of the ground moose <laughs> two bottles of beer some french onion soup mix a bunch of vegetables um you know chopped up some potatoes and then uh, added some better than bullion 
uh, the beef flavored and my God, it was amazing. <laughs> you know what? Absolutely incredible. <laughs> what I've been, and I don't cook that much, but um, what I've been putting in almost everything is, uh, is it better than bullion? Wait, what's it called? What is better than bullion? It's, it's like a thick bullion that you would add to like a super. Is it know? like a, like a paste? Yes. That, mm -hmm. that comes, comes in, in a little, little jar. jar. That is the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I've phenomenal. Been putting, I've been putting that in everything. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so good. Like I will, I will crack open a can of like progressive soup and add better than bullion <laughs> to make it more flavorful because <laughs> it's not flavorful enough. Like their chicken noodle and stuff like that is just not yeah it's basically like it's it's like concentrated chicken and salt yes <laughs> <laughs> and it's easier than me taking you know a, a grating device to my salt lamp <laughs> that's true the salt lamp in your bedroom yes because it saves you a trip <laughs> it does you know i don't feel like getting up to go get salt you just grate my lamp <laughs> <laughs> and i've been watching um how does it have you ever seen cutthroat kitchen with elton brown i don't think i've seen that one I, i'm <laughs> a big great. fan of good eats though from back we, uh, in the day we have an ongoing debate right now as to whether alton brown is a top or a switch <laughs> because half the time on cutthroat kitchen he's making contestants wear spreader bars <laughs> Okay, you're going to have to explain that. So Cutthroat Kitchen <laughs> basically is uh, is this uh, show from the Food Network where it's a cooking competition. You have teams and they can sabotage each other. Um, so they throw in all of these little things like one of them, uh, they, had, they were outdoors. It was a camping edition of Cutthroat Kitchen. And <laughs> they had to, <laughs> they had, they got to force the other team to sit in a canoe and have all of their ingredients in their little table on the shore, and they had a cook from the canoe on the shore. <laughs> or like, you'll be able to take away somebody's cooking utensils or their, uh, let's say their pots uh, or their pans, and you have to say, fry an egg on this metal spatula, but you can't use any pots or pans. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great show. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cutthroat. As, as stated in the title, title, Cutthroat Kitchen. I might have to check that out. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Did you watch Good Eats? Was yes. That... Yeah. Yeah. I like Good Eats. I like uh, Guy's Grocery Games, Triple G. <laughs> Is that Guy Fieri? Yes. That's great. <laughs> Guy Fieri. I mean, he comes across as kind of a bro <laughs> a bra like, yeah, <laughs> yes <laughs> kind of a, an inflated frat boy <laughs> <laughs> i mean am i wrong no no <laughs> the hair it's absolutely the hair the hair but, and the um, sunglasses yeah. and the yeah the shirt <laughs> the, with too many buttons open and yes. <laughs> <laughs> the swath of blonde and the giant ring it's like, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Triple D and Triple G. So diners, drive-ins, and dives. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. 
So my two channels are the Food Network and the Weather Channel. <laughs> it's like all I ever watch. <laughs> and you watch the Weather Channel so you, that you can see weather since you don't get to experience it. Yes, yeah. I live vicariously <laughs> through all of you. All of your weather FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> please, please send tornadoes. That's, that's actually bad. <laughs> we shouldn't have tornadoes. I mean, it's fine when they're out in a field or something. You're like, oh, it's like in the middle of this giant cornfield. It's not going to hit anybody. We can watch it from afar and we're safe. But then you see the devastation it wreaks right. on a town and like, oh, it's not quite as fun. Like those storm chaser, chaser shows where they're, um, the tornado is so far out in the middle of nowhere, they can't, there's no road for them to get to it. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, well, crap. <laughs> 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 and they just stop and get out of the car and film and watch it. And it's like, well, no, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah, you never see them, uh, quote, punch the core like uh, Bill does in Twister. <laughs> you don't see them driving off into cornfields. <laughs> no, no, they don't. They don't off-road it in those uh, armored tornado vehicles. Which is good. Do not do this at home. Do not try anything in Twister. It will end in certain death. <laughs> cow <laughs> another cow <laughs> I think that was the same one <laughs> I'd have a whole episode on on quotes from Twister steak and eggs Meg steak and eggs <laughs> wow Bill Paxton and um Helen Hunt. Yeah, but who's the uh, who's the goofy long? Oh, the guy? one who plays Rusty. Um, yeah, I'm blanking on that actor's name. Because they're both gone, along Wait, with what? Alan Rickman. Really? Yeah. Did not know that the one who plays Rusty. And I saw him in another. Uh, I think it was a television series where he was extremely serious, and I was like, "Is that the same guy?" Oh yeah, that. That was what most of his career was, was like very serious, dramatic acting. Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman. Yes. But Twister was early on in his career when he needed a paycheck and had to do goofy stuff. <laughs> it's just a fun movie. The cast was outstanding. Yep. Carrie Elways as uh, yes. the, the bad guy. <laughs> He's such a jerk. He's such a jerk. <laughs> Spoilers, he gets blowed up. <laughs> he does. They try to save him. They try so hard yeah. to save him from the certain death of a tornado. <laughs> he just doesn't listen. So, you know, the point where hubris ends up taking you down. Yep. And now a classical assessment of Twister. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? I didn't know this. It was written by Michael Crichton. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. That's a bit surprising, but... <laughs> was it based on a book? I don't think so. I never remembered seeing anything like that in book form. <laughs> I well, feel cause... like it would lose a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it does kind of depend on the visuals. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> CGI, CGI wind. Okay, so so here's something that I've been thinking about. 
at the very beginning of the movie, they, you know, they get down into the, you know, the storm shelter and uh, uh, Helen Hunt's character. Why am I blanking on her character's name? She's a little girl. And so they go into the storm shelter and the father sees the, you know, the storm shelter door kind of quivering. So he grabs on to the handle of the door, trying to hold it closed. Yep. And gets sucked up. <laughs> but had he just gone into the back of his shelter with Where, the other ones. Right. Yeah. He would have been fine. <laughs> he would have been fine. <laughs> it's like they didn't get sucked up. <laughs> but Hollywood, of course. <laughs> Because it's no fun unless somebody gets sucked up by the tornado. <laughs> the suck zone. <laughs> it's the suck zone. <laughs> I don't I don't remember hearing anyone say the phrase suck zone <laughs> on Storm Chasers on Discovery. Very technical lingo. <laughs> I think they might widely known. I think they might have made that one up. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Suck zone. Is it time for news? I think it is. We're gonna do some news. Let's let's see what what's going on in news. You brought some news, didn't you? I did. Uh, It's interesting because uh, a piece of the Wright brothers' first airplane is on Mars now. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's 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 in Mars, Indiana. No. No, it is on the planet of Mars. Say what? Uh, NASA uh, NASA has an experimental uh, Martian helicopter uh, that's holding a uh, a small swatch of the fabric from the uh, the Wright Flyer, which was their you know their airplane back in 1903, and uh, yeah, it has made it to uh, Mars. So the helicopter's name is Ingenuity. Uh, it hitched a ride on uh, the Perseverance, which I don't know. If, have you seen any of the uh, video footage or photographs from uh, Perseverance yet? I, I just watched the landing. Okay. Yeah. it's uh, There's some amazing photos. So uh, the Wright brothers have made it from uh, Dayton, Ohio to, <laughs> to Mars. And I'm sure that they would be, uh, they would be very proud of that fact. Come pretty far. Apparently, the swatch made the 300 million mile journey to Mars with, with the blessing of the Wright brothers' great grandniece and grandnephew. Huh. Yeah, what? it's pretty fabulous. So what is the... So it is up there floating in, <laughs> floating in space. What is the point of the <laughs> helicopter then? I think it is kind of like a little secondary reconnaissance thing, maybe to get... Um, I don't know, maybe to float over the surface, get some different shots. I would imagine it's kind of like a drone. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I need to look into this perseverance thing a little bit more. I was, It was happening while I was very, very busy at work, <laughs> so I didn't really pay much mm-hmm. attention. I went and watched the landing <laughs> thing because, you know, somebody was like, oh, it's only a three-minute video. I'm like, okay, I, can, I, can, I have three minutes to watch this landing. <laughs> yeah. And that was well, it. every once in a while, I see it come across my uh, my dash, and they're like pictures of, you know, Mars from the Perseverance, and you know they've got all of these high definition photographs and you know 3D images and things like that. So, 
Um, it says the helicopter airfield is right next to the rover's landing site in Jezero Crater. The rover will observe the test flights from a distant perch before driving away to pursue its own mission, which is hunting, of course, for signs of Martian life. <laughs> so finding, finding little organisms or green men, if you choose to believe <laughs> that. <laughs> which there are some out there that seem to believe that. Little Martian men. Have you seen the uh, the photos where where there are like geometric formations and stuff on the face of Mars? Are you talking about the face and the pyramids, or is this newer mm-hmm. stuff? Yeah, no, the face and the pyramids. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've been so, I've been into that stuff for a long time. Evidence. <laughs> <laughs> evidence. <laughs> well, you're into UFOs. I right? feel like we need an <laughs> we need an X Files interlude. oh i missed that show when it was good (laughs) (laughs) kind of like saturday night live yeah (laughs) not great anymore but yeah x-files had some good stuff way back in the day it's amazing that that whole show could come from the mind of one one guy but then also that horrible ending could come from the mind of that same guy like would why didn't you like if you're I just don't understand how somebody that c- can be, you know, a a creative storytelling genius could come up with an idea but never figure out how to end it in, you know, well, 20 years. Not everybody can be on point 100% of the time. His <laughs> <laughs> small successes, small failures. Like Firefly, like they they just cut everything far too short although well i guess firefly didn't really have any failures <laughs> it was it was pretty much perfect murdered by the network until they cut it yeah yeah sadly cut its life too short it, it turned it firefly. turns yeah it turns out fox should have uh canceled the x-files and let firefly go on <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> miss firefly <laughs> So, uh, yeah, now um, a piece of the Wright Brothers airplane is floating up in space, along with a bit of Elon Musk, (laughs) (laughs) SpaceX flying Tesla. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Blasting music through space. It's been up there for over three years now. The Roadster. February 2018. Yeah. It's been up there quite a while with its dummy uh its <laughs> dummy astronaut in the front seat. And something playing on the radio, is that right? Try to think of what they had playing. It wasn't his song, was it? He hadn't like written that Elvis yet. Elvis or something like that. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see what's playing. What's Oh, it's playing um Space Oddity by Bowie. Oh, okay. There we go. And the manic is named Starman after. <laughs> after Starman? After the other song, yeah. <laughs> and there's a copy of Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in the glove box. <laughs> and we've come full circle. <laughs> so that's, that's, and there's, it that's has some a, fun news. It has a towel somewhere in the car, which is, a, which is from Hitchhiker's Guide. And there's a sign on the dashboard that reads, Don't Panic, which is also from Hitchhiker's. 
Well, I mean, it's got to say don't panic because what if he loses gas in space and there's no, no gas stations out there yet? <laughs> Where is he going to get an oil change? <laughs> what if he gets a flat? <laughs> yeah, Elon Musk is um, <clears throat> an interesting individual. Oh yeah, we've we we talk about him a lot on the show. <laughs> apparently he has giant hands. Really? Like, huge. Yeah. His hands are apparently huge. My uh my neighbor, because of course we do SpaceX launches um from Vandenberg. And uh so we get to watch these launches all the time. But every once in a while after a launch, uh Elon Musk will come out and, you know, have dinner with his team. And uh my uh, my neighbor got to shake his hand, and he's like, his hand like reached around my entire hand. It's like <laughs> monstrous hand. It's like shaking hands with Andre the Giant. Huh? Is that like a South African thing? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, it goes with having a large brain. <laughs> you know what they say about the size of a person's brain, right? <laughs> Guys with big brains. Have big Apparently hands. Have, yeah, <laughs> enormous hands. Because I thought he was kind of like you know normal sized, not like a I giant. Mean, person. Elon Musk is, but yeah. apparently his hands are like abnormally large. <laughs> it's funny you can look up people on on uh, Wikipedia, and sometimes it gives you their height, but not for Elon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why do I need to know this famous person's height and what? And how did anybody figure that out? And why is it on their their Wikipedia page? <laughs> like, are they a basketball player? No. Then why do we need to know? <laughs> Gotta have big hands for all that engineering he's doing, right? <laughs> and like I all would... those rocket parts. <laughs> well, yeah, if it's rocket parts, I guess big hands work. But like for computers, you want small hands. We, we were talking about that a few weeks ago with uh, our friend Jim remember jim yeah <laughs> he had a a bad experience with a dell on-site service <laughs> come, uh -oh. come to fix his computer <laughs> you <laughs> they, don't say long story short they made it worse <laughs> and his wife had to go in with her small hands and fix the you know put put things back together with the tiny screws yeah that uh that takes a lot of skill i feel like you'd have to play um in order to be a you know a really good computer tech handling those tiny pieces you'd have to play a lot of operation as a child that's yeah <laughs> well when you're Big a way when you're a kid your hands are small already you know unless you're that's elon terrible. musk or andre the giant it's <laughs> a hard game to play like it doesn't matter the size of your hands man that you have to have steady hands for that game i still actually have a copy in my closet like from I childhood for nostalgia's sake oh no you yeah. bought you bought a new one well okay. yeah no I, I bought a new one oh, okay but for nostalgia's sake i had to have it it's just like i wonder if this is as much fun playing as an adult as it would be as a child and it was because you know now i don't jump halfway to the ceiling when that noise goes <laughs> on that buzzer's loud <laughs> it doesn't shock you though does it they can't do that. Even no, even, no. even the original <laughs> version of the imagine? game, they didn't do that, right? It was just the noise. And like it shook. <laughs> yes. Like the thing vibrated when it made right. 
but now I'm tempted to make a second iteration of that game that shocks you. <laughs> Hook it up to like a camping lantern battery or something with a little more oomph. <laughs> Let's raise the stakes, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those... Uh, those chairs that you sit in at like six flags where you have to hold on and it vibrates and it says that it's a shocker. <laughs> like you just have to keep holding on to see how long you can hold on to it. It doesn't actually shock you, but it, it just feels, vibrates. Yeah, yeah. Feels really weird. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of, a couple of my fillings melted a little, but I won, I won that game of operation. <laughs> it's a little smoke coming off the top of your head. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> burn my eyelashes off but <laughs> operation I, the I, execution version but i beat lisa haha <laughs> <laughs> yeah we had operation it's good times very good times yeah we had um monopoly of course played a lot of monopoly mm -hmm. played a lot of life the game of life yes. um what else do we have shoots and did we have shoots and ladders or was that kind of that kind of oh, came yeah. afterwards it's um, a fun one Somebody had shoots and ladders, like a friend or a neighbor or somebody had. I don't think we owned it. Candyland. I had Candyland. Yep. We had played that a lot. We had Candyland. There's actually a show on the Food Network. <laughs> Once again, to come full circle, <laughs> there is a show. Uh, it's a, uh, a candy competition called Candyland, and the entire set is edible. Like the whole thing is all candy. It's um, like Willy Wonka? it's based off the game. Yeah, uh, like kind of. That room yeah. where they <laughs> eat the teacups and all of they, that. They start their the tour. <laughs> <laughs> and is it is, sugar shock? Is Candyland, is it the show based on the, the game or is it just called Candyland? It is. No, it is absolutely based on the game. So, and it's uh, hosted by Kristen, uh, Kristen Chenoweth, uh, who okay. played Glinda on Broadway in uh, uh, Wicked. Which is appropriate because she <laughs> just has that <laughs> super sweet, like high pitched, petite girl voice. <laughs> yes, that's good casting. Funny enough, she also played Easter in American Gods. What is American Gods? What? Wait, Mike. is that the is that is that the one with uh, Jillian Anderson? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen okay. it. I've heard of it though. It's supposed to be very good. Where it's phenomenal where where does one watch american gods i believe that it was hbo really because i currently I have that i want to say it was hbo oh okay apparently on hulu and i believe it's on its third season now i want to say yeah three seasons is it so yeah you is can it ongoing see american gods on Hulu. what's that is it ongoing or is it done after three seasons uh they might renew it i'm not sure if they're uh if they're gonna go for a fourth season but it wouldn't surprise me uh but it has not properly ended no not that okay. i know of and it's based on uh the the uh, book of the same name by uh neil gaiman and stars ian mcshane who is phenomenal like as, like, uh, he like some ian mcshane I will not spoiler it for those out there who have not seen it, but uh, he plays a character named Mr. Wednesday, 
I will let <laughs> the rest of you figure out who he is. Okay. But uh, yeah, I definitely recommend it. The book is also phenomenal. Um, so, you know, if you don't have Hulu or you don't feel like watching it, uh, pick up the book. It's well worth it. Yeah, now, Allison and I are both uh, huge X-Files fans and huge <laughs> Gillian Anderson and David Duchovny fans, but more Gillian Anderson. We've we've yes. kind of tried to <laughs> tried to follow her career more, more than his, although <laughs> I did very much enjoy Californication. That was probably my favorite David Duchovny thing ever. What's the uh, premise? Um, David Duchovny plays a kind of an author um, who lives in Venice Beach, California, named mm -hmm. Hank Moody. And he's like, <laughs> he's got like um, a partner, girlfriend. They've never gotten married, but they have mm -hmm. a daughter, a teenage daughter. And they're having issues. Um, and he's just kind of like <laughs> moody. <laughs> he's well, sort of. Um, he's he's one of these people that like stuff kind of happens, bad things kind of happen around him through no fault of his own. He just ha finds himself in these very unfortunate situations, like trouble just finds him. But it's mm -hmm. not really. He's he's really he really is kind of a good guy who just has really bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's constantly so it's all of us yeah he's constantly trying to dig himself out of these holes that he doesn't create for himself they just kind of form underneath him so to speak <laughs> and um it's just it's very uh edgy and kind of foul and <laughs> my favorite entertainment is the entertainment of plight watching the plight of others <laughs> yeah yeah um schadenfreude <laughs> Yeah, there's a a lot of uh, f bombs. It's just, <laughs> it's like if it and it came out pretty much, you know, after X Files had ended the first time, mm -hmm. and it was really, I think it was like the next thing that he did after the X Files. Oh, you know, right, so this is not a new show. No, this is from the from the aughts. Okay, like early to late aughts, I think. Um, so we'll put that on my bucket list of things to oh, watch. Oh, definitely. Oh, you would like it, I think. The it went for like five or six seasons. The second season is the best. So it it's one of those shows that peaks early, but it's still it's still good to the end, and it has a it has a satisfying ending. Um, hmm. like Breaking Bad. <laughs> what do you mean? I was screaming at the television with the end of Breaking Bad. Really. Like... A, I don't want it to be over. Oh, <laughs> it's like it's just kind of sad. <laughs> but I might rewatch that. So, but I will definitely put Californication on uh, on my watch list. Oh, I had it. Uh, I remembered it being earlier than it was. It went from 2007 to 2014. So seven uh -huh. seven seasons, but they're short. It's a is it Showtime? Yeah, it's a Showtime show. Showtime. Hmm. I do not have Showtime. I guess I need to add another streaming service, <laughs> <Or> like <laughs> add another channel to the uh, to the list. So right now we have, uh, let's see, we have Netflix, we have Disney Plus, uh, we have HBO Max, we have Amazon Prime. <laughs> yep. Now I see that they're like marketing Discovery Plus, 
and oh, I I'm, knows what else. Oh crap! <laughs> oh, and we have Hulu. We have Hulu. <laughs> I just realized uh, we're recording on Sunday. We usually record on Saturday, but today is Sunday, and I I forgot to cancel my seven day trial of Discovery Plus. So I guess I have it for a month now. Um, <laughs> take no, advantage of that <laughs> i signed up for it because i just found out and it was weird it was like within an hour i saw i got an email mm-hmm. from back to the future.com which is the store that mm-hmm. sells things like i'm on there I've, I've bought some things like the license plate i have i have the license plate now i have the license plate too. i know i noticed it in your background a while uh, yes. back you're gonna <laughs> use right. it for part of your one of your costumes right my shield yeah for did my you, shield did you do it yet no, I haven't okay. made it yet. <laughs> um, well, anyway, so I'm on their mailing list, and they sent sent out an email, and uh, they they mentioned that there's a sh- a four episode series on mm-hmm. Discovery Plus. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's um, are you familiar with the Expedition? Is it Expedition no. Discovery? Is that what it's called? Expedition Unknown. That's what it's called. Oh and yes, Josh Gates. Yes, is the host, and he goes all around. He's like Indiana Jones, kind of, but a super nerd. Yes. <laughs> he's like a nerdy Indiana Jones that goes <laughs> goes around the world and like looks for things hidden, like cities and temples and that kind of stuff. But uh, he actually is a better looking Indiana Jones, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> like if they brought that back, I would cast him. He's like if they took uh if they took Harrison Ford and. Uh, the guy that plays Hopper on Stranger Things and combine them into yes. one person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's got a rusticness about him, bit. for sure. Well, but anyway, I guess he's like younger. our age, and he's mm-hmm. a huge Back to the Future fan from childhood. And ah. they did this four-episode show where um, he gets sent on a mission by Doc Brown, and it's Christopher Lloyd dressed up like Doc Brown. <laughs> <laughs> who gives him a newspaper with like a picture on it and it's got him and Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox and one of the DeLorean time machines. Mm-hmm. And, except the DeLorean time machine is like faded out. Like it's not, it's half there. It's like translucent. And he's mm-hmm. like, you, you need to, you need to get the DeLorean from, from the movie to Michael J. Fox so that he can auction it off for his charity. <laughs> And it has to happen like, you know, a week from now or whatever. And this is so this is the newspaper from the future. And that's yeah. why it, the, you know, the the car is faded out. Mm-hmm. And so he goes on. He goes and gets Christopher Lloyd <laughs> <laughs> like at his house in Hollywood. <laughs> and they go looking for all of the all of the screen used DeLoreans to find huh. this, the one that they can then give to Michael J. Fox to auction off and it's actually really interesting like there was a lot of uh, back to the future history that i was not aware of well some back to the future history that i was not aware of but they go and they 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 find uh they talk to bob gale who is the the, the co-writer um yeah they talk to leah thompson they talk to um who else did they talk to well, anyway they go to a bunch of museums they find like the car that they restored the you know the best version of the car, uh-huh. the A car, you know, the hero car <laughs> that's at the Peterson Museum. Um, Love it. Yeah, no, it was really good. I, so miss I, that, I miss that movie so much. I haven't seen that movie in decades. <laughs> so with, now I know I need to have a marathon today. Do you have Discovery Plus right now? 
No, I do not, unfortunately. Okay. Well, you can get a seven-day free trial. Just remember to cancel it. <laughs> cancel it. <laughs> oh, I have to add one more channel to what I watched because HGTV is the other nerdy channel that I watch. Well, that's on Discovery+. Plus. Yeah, DIY nerds, you know. <laughs> oh, it looks like there's good stuff. Okay, so you got Good Eats, Alton Brown, Hell's yep. Kitchen. That's a good one. Girl Meets Farm. They actually have a lot on here, though. Stephen Hawking into the universe. Okay, I would probably purchase this just for that. (laughs) Because space (laughs) and storm chasers. Okay, so yeah, you got a lot of good stuff here. I can watch watch tornadoes when I don't get to watch them vicariously through your camera. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now I don't feel so bad about uh, accidentally paying for a month of this. There's plenty for me to watch. Oh, yeah, there's there's good stuff. Beat Bobby Flay is fabulous. That is one of my favorites. Beat Bobby Flay. Mm-hmm. What are you beating him at? Cooking? <laughs> Cooking, yes. Okay. You're just beating him. <laughs> Going back to the Alton Brown, is he a switch or is he a top? <laughs> He's just got that toppy attitude. <laughs> now, is this is this the top that I think you're talking about? Yes, yes. <laughs> now, what's a switch? <laughs> is he dominant? Uh, a switch is both dominant and submissive. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We had this ongoing discussion. Because <laughs> he just seems like a little bit of a sadist on Cutthroat Kitchen. <laughs> if you can find uh, episodes, watch it at some point because it's it's a lot of fun. Well, I'm sure they're on this Discovery Plus thing, right? Yeah, that's possible. I wonder. <laughs> Yeah, now I might actually have to pay for this. <laughs> America's Worst Cooks. <laughs> it's always entertaining. A lot of stuff on here that I've never heard of. Hey, Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> triple D, Triple dinners. G. Triple G, yeah. <laughs> That's where it's at. Good times. So we went off on a tangent there. We were talking about <laughs> board games. <laughs> I love board games. I like it's it's difficult because my husband likes the really complex board games and I spend nine days or nine hours every single day with high mental energy all day long. And so like I want to play the easier games. Right. Uh, Because his all come in boxes that are like (laughs) four feet wide with like 70 pieces that you have to chisel out of wood yeah. <laughs> with an ice pick. <laughs> yeah, I have some of those that I got that I got as gifts and, and through Kickstarters and things. And I open the box up and I go, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to take a vacation to break these all apart and get this set up and figure out how to play it. And, of course, right. I never did. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's a question. Uh, when you were a kid, did you have mousetrap and if you did have mousetrap did you play it the way it was supposed to be played or did you tear it apart and use it for all sorts of different things like making miniature golf courses oh wow i did not have it so i don't know what you're talking about have you never seen mousetrap i've heard of it it was a really fun game uh, that had many many bits and pieces if you uh look it up you'll probably see uh, mousetrap board game 
and inevitably it never got played the way it was supposed to get played because <laughs> kids would just tear all of these fun pieces apart but uh what are those uh what are those like little obstacle courses with the marbles what are they called again somebody sets up a bunch of different little things and then they start the marble and it goes and it hits a lever and drops oh, down into Rube Goldberg else. machine yes yeah that's basically what okay. it was except a child's edition Okay, yeah, I, I, I can see that. Here, I, the first thing I clicked on was, uh, did anyone ever actually play Mousetrap? <laughs> that was the ultimate question. And the answer is no. No. <laughs> Do we even care how it was supposed to be played? <laughs> I don't even know at this point, because I never played it the way it was supposed to be played. We would just take it and use it for other stuff, or set up more elaborate... <laughs> <laughs> setups a game of zany action on a crazy contraption Mousetrap. <laughs> yeah it has a little guy there on a like on a seesaw board <laughs> you're supposed to like flip up into the air and a giant <laughs> ball up there on top <laughs> the bathtub roll it through this little obstacle course the guy gets flipped into a like a barrel or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was it was exciting to get the game because, you know, it looked like uh, you know, a lot of fun, but then of course, you know, my god, this could be used for something else. I could make this into a Barbie hat <laughs> or something. <laughs> well, there's this big Rube Goldberg machine in the middle of a board <laughs> with like spaces going around the outside of it and there's little pieces of triangle cheese and like two little colored mice so it looks like you're supposed to work your way around the board but then what what's the point of the contraption in the min and do you like try to make the rube goldberg machine go every time what is that's that's a good question <laughs> nobody knows know. because nobody ever actually played it <laughs> okay now i'm seeing a life-sized mousetrap game Oh, no. Teaching, teaching physics with a massive game of mousetrap. Link this over to you because it looks rather interesting. And honestly, live action mousetrap sounds a lot more exciting than tearing apart a board game and never using it for what it's intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. The, the guy who designed it, Harvey Hank Kramer of Ideal Toy Company, also designed the horse logo for the Ford Mustang and Mr. Clean. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> well, Brought to you by useless trivia. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hank, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> right? <laughs> so this general contractor in San Francisco believes that the game of mousetrap is an important educational tool for something. I mean, I'm all for encouraging kids to be creative and not use their toys for what they're intended to be used for, because I feel like that actually encourages thinking out of the box, you know. But yeah, this is a life-size version of the board game. Using its many levers, pulleys, gears, wheels, counterweights, screws, and inclined planes to teach audiences about Newtonian physics. That sounds a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is all the way back in 2012, so I'm guessing this is probably not something that happens 
anymore, but it looks pretty awesome. It's good times. Yeah, Monopoly. We played Monopoly. I'm trying to think. I had a game. Uh, I remember this game where we had to build burgers and you had to like fill fast food orders. I don't remember what it's called for the life of me. A lot of like hands-on games with little pieces and stuff you could get your hands on. Those that sounds great. familiar. Yeah, I was. I either well, want, see. either had it, or I wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> let's do burger board game, nineteen eighties. Build a better burger. I think that might be it. Yeah, build a better burger. <laughs> had a little spinny thing where you had to tell the instructions on uh, what your burger was going to have on it. It had little plastic lettuce, plastic cheese, and tomatoes. <laughs> had like little miniature milkshakes and little mini fries that you would have to fill, uh, you know, fill in your orders. Preparing, <laughs> preparing America's next generation of fast food service. <laughs> <laughs> preparing you for the real world. Oh, terrible. But still, like, I think I would go back and actually play some of these to see what the entertainment value is now. Right. <laughs> I don't even know if they would. Well, I'm sure you could probably find this someplace. Probably on eBay. You can find everything on eBay. Build a better burger. So what about video games? Like, what were your favorite video games as a kid? Your throwback video games? I think we've, we've talked about this before. I pretty much only had, um, we had a Pong, mm -hmm. which w had one game on it. Um, <laughs> we, we played that Pong. a lot because that was all we had. And, um, and then we got an Atari 2600. And that mm -hmm. was like, oh my God, you can, it plays more than one game. It plays dozens of games. Oh, but we have we have to buy them individually. Oh, okay, I see how this works. And we eventually got like maybe two or three dozen games for that thing. And yeah, I played it a lot. I played all of the classics like Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, yeah. um, Space Invaders, um, Ugh, Centipede. Space Invaders. The one that uh, it's like this. This pretty much happens with everything that I do. I'll um, I'll kind of sample the menu mm -hmm. <laughs> a little bit but then i'll find my favorite pretty quickly and then I'll, yeah and then i'll do nothing but play the hell out that, of it <laughs> that thing until i don't ever want to play anything ever again <laughs> and that game was called sequest huh. and for whatever reason i was just really it was one of those horizontal scrolling games yeah. and you were like a submarine you know that was a tv show in the 80s wasn't it I think so. Yeah. But I, I don't know yeah. that it was, I don't know that it was based on the video game, <laughs> <laughs> but I got really good at that one and I got, you know, really high scores, like half a million. Oh, wow. Stuff like that to the point where I was like trying to take pictures of the TV screen with the Polaroid. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was always great when you uh, built up enough muscle memory that you could pretty much play a game without even thinking about it. Yeah. You, know, you get that a lot with Mario. When you know exactly when to stop running really, really fast and when to, you know, hit a button to jump on the uh, top of the flagpole. You had to like <laughs> get yourself as far to the left as you could and then ramp up so that you could hit that top of the flagpole. Yeah. What was the uh, what was the Atari game that was like that? 
Pitfall. Yes. Yeah. yeah, played a lot of Pitfall. So you never played any of the Atari games? No. I mean, except Pac-Man, I played at, you know, the arcades and yep. stuff like that. Um, we had, my first game system was uh, ColecoVision way back in the day. I think our and neighbor had, had that, yeah. Yeah, we had a, a game called uh, Mousetrap. Really? <laughs> all things, which I did play the way it was supposed to be played. Was it not the same <laughs> as the board game? I'm guessing no, 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 not at all. That was a fun one, and uh, Carnival, which was one of those like shooting gallery games. Okay. So that was just where you had to like scroll left and right. You had the little gun that was at the bottom of the screen, <laughs> kind of like in uh, Space Invaders. Yeah. And then you had to like shoot the little ducks and stuff, and they'd fall over as you shot them. So it was really fun. It was a really really fun game. Um, and then after that, I got the Nintendo Entertainment System, which, of course, things like Tetris um, and Paperboy. <laughs> Paperboy is terrible because at one point I just resorted to throwing papers uh, at houses so that I could smash as many windows as possible and see how fast I could fail. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not so it was more it fun the way it's intended. <laughs> kids you know <laughs> now see i never we never got anything because it was just me and my sister who's four years older than me so by the time you know any of anything came along to replace the 2600 she was too old to care about it so it was just me and if it was just me begging mom and dad you know that didn't work quite as well as when we teamed up together against them Aww. so um yeah, and like I said, I just played the hell out of Sequest. I just, I probably burned out on the twenty six hundred. I just didn't care <laughs> after that. Um, so we never got well, anything. I never got another another console system after that. I was gonna say you can get a lot of those old consoles still, can't you? I think so. They're around. I would they sold so many of them. Love to find an NES. A lot of them have like app collections. Oh really? You know, like there's an app that has like I have it. I have the like the Atari app on my There's iPhone an app that has like <laughs> 40 or 50 games on it. Yeah. I never, so my, I bought it. Cause no. like, you know, like, Oh, wow. Super nostalgic. And then I played it once and I never played it again. I, <laughs> I, think I spent it. like $5 on it. <laughs> my mother got me uh, this little uh, NES kind of system, but it has a bunch of games that I'd never heard of, but they're all preloaded on this little machine. And then you just plug it into the HDMI you know, on okay. your television yeah. and go to town. But I need to find this app. Oh, yeah. Atari Greatest Hits. Oh, yeah, here we go. Sequest Atari 2600. Let's see some visuals. Aw. <laughs> All the little pixelated... <laughs> pixelated submarines. For the win. Yeah, I don't think that's on here. <laughs> the 8-bit music. Love it. Yeah, we don't need to hear that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Nostalgia. And of course, uh, Duck Hunt, which came with the original NES, was always a lot of fun. Yeah, I think I bought this hoping that Sequest was on it, and it isn't. Might be able to find uh, an emulator. No, they have something called Secret Quest, but that's not it. <laughs> that does not sound like a children's game. <laughs> i played a lot of um arcade games when i could we mm -hmm. had a a godfather's pizza 
Did you oh, ever- yeah. <laughs> that was a Midwestern thing, right? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, we had one Absolutely. of those in my town, and we used to go there, like for birth, you know, birthday parties, or mm-hmm. after a like a school sports game or something. Yeah, like that was kind of the place to go, mm-hmm. and they had arcade games in there, and um, so I would play arcade games there, but then one time, and this is in the mid '80s, we went to. Ohio for a family wedding and we stayed at this hotel that had like a big indoor pool mm-hmm. and I was like wow this is cool but then there was this little room off to the side of the indoor pool that had I think three arcade games in it uh-huh. and I started playing one of these arcade games and mm-hmm. I got totally addicted to it while I was there and I ended up I don't know that I was necessarily so good at it. It might have just been because it was in this room in the back of this hotel off to the side (laughs) where not a lot of people played it. But I ended up filling up the screen with my initials (laughs) of all the high scores. And $80 and quarters later. (laughs) I have no idea how much money I spent on that thing. Yeah. Um, I think my parents were just happy that I had something to do. (laughs) Could just send him to the arcade. He'll be entertained the entire weekend. And then we had an Apple II Plus or Apple II C or something like that that my dad used for for work at mm-hmm. home. And we occasionally got video games for that. And that was kind of mm-hmm. like that was the reason we never got another console because if there was a video game to play, like we would get it on the Apple. Mm-hmm. And somehow we found this arcade game it had a version for the apple 2 and so we i got it at home like after playing it on, in in that hotel and i played it for a while longer and eventually got sick of it but uh i couldn't remember the name of it at all i just remembered kind of how how it worked it was a vertical scrolling game where you were flying a spaceship and you were shooting at other spaceships but then you were also dropping bombs on things on the ground oh yeah and um I've seen something like that before. And the last time I tried, I don't know if you've experienced this phenomenon much, but you try to Google something mm-hmm. from your childhood or from the past with just descriptions, not actually yes, knowing not what the thing is. remembering the name. And being <laughs> yes. unable to find it, but then you do it again, maybe a few years later, and all of a sudden it pops right up. And this yes. has been happening to me all, like a lot lately. Well, I looked it up this morning knowing that we were going to be talking about this. And like I said, I had looked it up before and couldn't find it. I found it immediately. It's called Xevious. X-E-V-I-O-U-S. And there's actually, there's no app for it. There was an app. There was one of these compilation apps from Namco Mm -hmm. that came out like nine years ago. (laughs) But it's gone now. I don't know. They they took it Uh, off the app store. So I I can't buy it and play it. But there are online versions of it. But I I didn't have time to try one out yet. Yeah, Namco came out with some really good stuff. Um, so my go-to games. Um, so we had this game for uh, for Nintendo for NES called Anticipation that was kind of like a a Pictionary combined with a board game. Okay. And Anticipation was so much fun. My mom and I would play it for hours. I'm pretty sure it gave her carpal tunnel. It was either that or her hijacking my game system for Tetris for hours on end. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's another one. Like somehow at some point along the way, I learned to play Tetris and I played Tetris a lot, but I have no idea where 
I played Tetris or what I played Tetris on. Yeah. I think there might have been there might have been like an iPod game of Tetris or or like a old flip phone cell phone game of Tetris that I was playing like before smartphones. As soon as they saw that it was popular, it came out all over the place. Mm -hmm. They had like the little handheld games of Tetris, you know, where you just buy it in the grocery store. I don't think I had one of those. I think it was it was it came with something that I already had, like a phone. Mm good times um if you want something good for quarantine uh we have the oculus rift and that is super fun so do you have the the first one or the second one i think it is the first one we play beat saber which is super fun that's one that's in the commercials Yeah, yeah lightsaber and you have squares coming at you um, and they have different music packs that you can get. So we have like a Green Day music pack. And um, I'm trying to remember what else. We have a Panic at the Disco music pack. So it's it's a lot of fun. And it's great exercise. Um, I have worked up a drenching sweat more than <laughs> once in my apartment with this thing. Um, and the only other thing I play really is right now I play Animal Crossing on uh on the Nintendo Switch because it's nice and chill. I can yeah. live vicariously and go to my island and be in a tropical paradise, harvest my fruit. <laughs> <laughs> we built a tiny missile launch pad on the island because <laughs> I had to. It's just too tempting. <laughs> they let you do that, huh? Yes. Yeah, they uh, they sold a, a missile, so... I have, I'll send you a picture of it. It's got like a little uh, rocket. And then I have like three whiteboards with all sorts of technical scribble on it. And we have uh, an area where, area with servers. So hopefully it never rains outdoors in my, because we're going to short everything out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the game with the, 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 the sketchy art dealer that. Yes. That yeah. pulls up in his boat and tries to sell you uh, like counterfeit yeah. art. <laughs> yeah, we've all been scammed by him. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's great. Um, so my basement I've created is a tiny little dystopia rising basement because uh, so there's this character Sahara who walks around and sells floors and walls, so you can okay. decorate your floors and walls. And uh, we have a character in Dystopia Rising named Ramshackle. And so, like, I go to Sahara, and you don't know what floor you're going to get, and you don't know what wall you're going to get. You just buy them, and you get what you get. And so I open it up, and it's Ramshackle floor, and then I get a graffiti wall. So it looks like (laughs) our old DR site. So I've created, like, a a little Dystopia Rising in my basement on my island. It's great. Fun. (laughs) so then of course i had to trick my character out dystopia rising style and i did like dystopia makeup and it was great (laughs) i am a post-apocalyptic nerd it follows me everywhere multiple versions you're yeah (laughs) so when the real apocalypse comes i'll be ready you're like so prepared (laughs) (laughs) i'm kind of like upset that you're all the way across the country (laughs) <laughs> just means once COVID's over, I have to come out and visit. 
Well, that's true. But I was thinking we can storm chase. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of it's kind of difficult here because of all the hills and trees. You can't really see. That's fair. Do one of those storm chasing vacations. I would totally do those. (laughs) We could meet in the middle in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) Go chase some tornadoes. Yeah. (laughs) Eat some steak and eggs. See if we run into Carrie Elways anywhere. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's three hours south of me, but. Yeah. <laughs> Google, where does Carrie Elways live? <laughs> Always boggles my mind because they tell you where all these stars live. <laughs> like so-and-so has a home in Santa Barbara, California. <laughs> Oprah, Oprah lives uh, an hour south of me, apparently. Or wow. has a house. Sure, she probably has multiple houses. <laughs> well, that's how that uh that expedition unknown guy finds Christopher Lloyd is with a star map <laughs> driving around <laughs> <laughs> on that show. <laughs> Back in the day when they used to have the star tours. I don't know yep. I don't know if they actually do that anymore. I'm assuming probably not, because you know, stalkers and <laughs> crazy people. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been been out that far. Come out to, to California all, to do all. Go that. to Universal Studios and uh, go to Harry Potter World. <laughs> we'll drink butter beer. <laughs> Ooh, that it, that sounds good. Does it actually have any butter or beer in it, though? Um, it's like a butterscotch cream soda kind of thing. Mm. There are actually um, recipes on the internet. You can make it now. It's pretty tasty. It sounds like it would be good (laughs) it's if sprite and butterscotch had a love child (laughs) (laughs) i do like cream soda yeah that brings me back that's like yeah yeah sitting there playing the atari 2600 drinking drinking a cream soda (laughs) (laughs) and eating cheez-its or goldfish crackers (laughs) yeah we had goldfish crackers do you ever draw faces on them yeah i think so (laughs) <laughs> like just don't eat it afterward i i was gonna say i think that was what what the what the deal was was like you know mom let us draw faces on the goldfish but then we weren't allowed to eat them because we'd get you know toxic poisoning from the ink <laughs> or your tongue would turn black because <laughs> kids do stupid things oh our tongues were always turning crazy colors from popsicles and slushes and all that stuff <laughs> Blow pops. Yep. I love blow pops. I had one the other day and I was like, man, I forgot about these. They're delicious. But that gum does not last very long. No. <laughs> it's a little like tiny one of quasi flavorless gum. I prefer Tootsie Pop. Those are good. Like the chocolate flavor uh-huh. Tootsie, Tootsie Pop. I never understood Tootsie. the whole mixing of the, you know, like bright red cherry flavor with you know, a Tootsie Roll inside of it. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Well, you know, cherry and chocolate, chocolate covered cherries. I don't know. In this case, cherry covered chocolate. Something seemed, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a little backwards. Something always okay. seemed wrong about it, though. To be fair, cherry covered chocolate wax. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of, kind of a strange texture, Tootsie Rolls. 
never realize how much wax we ate as children. Oh, there's all kinds of crazy stuff that we ate and ingested. Wax pop bottles with the little juice inside. Bite the cap off. Yep. Those seemed like way more trouble than they were worth. Or the mint, uh, minty flavored wax lips that you got at Halloween. Yeah, I avoided those. <laughs> the, <laughs> worst, the worst were those candy dots on paper. It was like, <laughs> yes, I would like to eat some I would like to eat some candy with paper, please. <laughs> My aunt loved those. I used to bring her like bags full from from the uh, confectionery in DeKalb back when I lived in uh, Illinois. Not your DeKalb, my DeKalb. Well, yeah, your your DeKalb is DeKalb, my DeKalb is DeKab. Because like, we're what? we're choosy about how we pronounce our French names. Like De, <laughs> DeKalb is DeKab, but <laughs> Ponce de always confuse me. Ponce de Leon is Ponce de Leon. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> I'm from Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> Back to dogma again. <laughs> we got to get to Shermer, Illinois. <laughs> what do you mean there's no Shermer in Illinois? <laughs> All I can think of now is the uh, uh, the video of the girl, and she's like, this one, Kansas. This one, Arkansas. America, explain. <laughs> what? what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look up uh, Arkansas, Kansas video. <laughs> like this one kansas this one arkansas america explain yeah it's just like yeah it doesn't actually make any sense does it yeah no i pronounce it arkansas <laughs> <laughs> how do they feel about that i don't know i've never been there <laughs> good life choice <laughs> <laughs> you end up in the woods with somebody playing a banjo well, now, I mean, to be fair, that actually happened not too far from where I am here in the movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was North Georgia. Jeez, <laughs> really? Deliverance? I've, yeah. I've never seen the movie, actually. I need that's also on my bucket list. Well, I'm not sure where it where it takes place. It does take place in the in the mountains of North Georgia in the book, but they mm -hmm. filmed it like further east. Like over over by the South Carolina border, mm -hmm. but it, they did film it in Georgia, though. I remember we were traveling to uh, which one of the Renaissance fairs, Kansas City Renaissance Fair, and we had stopped off to get lunch in this little middle of nowhere town, and we had kept asking for directions because we could not find this place for the life of us. We got sick of looking, so finally we just pulled over to this tiny little cafe in the middle of nowhere and we walk in and we're dressed a, a little bit gothy a little bit gamerish <laughs> you know and it was like something out of hollywood <laughs> like something out of what you would expect in like deliverance where the entire cafe just got really quiet and over half the cafe just looked in our direction and stared <laughs> we're like maybe we need to get out of here yeah <laughs> It's like that that scene in um, Big Bang Theory where they dress up like Star Trek characters and stop yeah. in the desert to take pictures and their car gets stolen and they have to walk to a diner and it's all like, you know, a bunch of country locals, the record yeah. scratch when they walk through the door. That's exactly it was like something out of the Twilight Zone because every place we stopped, you know, we kept asking for directions to this place 
And every single person, we asked like four or five people where this place was. And every single person at the end of their description said, you can't miss it. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> okay, we are absolutely in the twilight zone. Strange little towns. If I ever drove out to California from here, mm -hmm. I think in order to avoid Arkansas, <laughs> <laughs> I would end up going too far south. Because well, no, I mean, no that choice. would be, that would be the, I think that would be the slightly shorter route oh, through, really? through Dallas and then El Paso, right on the border, mm -hmm. and then up Road to uh, Las Cruces. Las, Las Cruces, yeah. And then Phoenix. No, I wouldn't go. Yeah, I would go all the way up to Phoenix to get to L.A. That's on I-10. I think the more interesting route would be I-40 because then you go, you go through, but that takes you through Arkansas, but then you get to go through Oklahoma. <laughs> And Albuquerque. I mean, it's fine as long as you don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> or you could do the smart thing and fly over, uh, fly over Arkansas airspace. <laughs> a much fast, much, much, much faster trip. Could go all the way up through St. Louis and Kansas City, and then Denver, and then That's back down through Las Vegas. But that would that would add probably a half a day <laughs> we went through where did we go through we went through st louis we went through i want to say like oklahoma city i think someplace okay. in oklahoma that we stopped off so back yeah you would you would if you yeah that's i-44 back down to i-40 at oklahoma city and then yeah amarillo albuquerque yeah we have all sorts of cool stuff here california Great places to see, lots of abandoned places, little ghost towns and stuff, especially once you go up north. Come visit. You come visit. Okay. <laughs> we'll do a student exchange program. <laughs> I'll come visit you, you come visit me. It'd be great. Or we'll meet in Oklahoma and chase tornadoes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Tornado Chasing Adventures with Mike and Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, there's a cow. <laughs> Lisa, there's another cow. <laughs> Pretty sure that's the same one. <laughs> <laughs> How did it go in the movie? Ooh. <laughs> cow. <laughs> I think it Ooh. actually mooed as it went by the camera. <laughs> yeah, another cow. <laughs> I think that that was the same one. Oh, I'd have to figure out how to how to do a video podcast for that. We couldn't get away with audio. <laughs> <laughs> we just do Nerd Burger from Oklahoma, right in the middle of a tornado. Great. <laughs> Nerd Burger, the weather edition. <laughs> it would just sound like poor Clem's video. Oh God, no. <laughs> windy all right well i don't know what's going on we have on. a question we don't i don't know what's going <gasps> no on with, with kevin he's uh he's he was on on the show two episodes kevin, in a row kevin you've forsaken us and he's taking he's taking some time off that's fair everybody needs some time off maybe he thinks that because um he's a he's a regular guest host now that he doesn't need to write in a question i don't know <laughs> He's he's going to be on in a few weeks, I'll ask him. 
I have a question. <laughs> yes. Do you think there's going to be another toilet paper shortage now that the Suez Canal is blocked by a giant cargo ship? Because apparently, oh no, that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> is that how the toilet paper gets here? I guess <laughs> through the Suez Canal. <laughs> but I thought all of the uh, all of the toilet paper was made up in Wisconsin. Is it? By I don't know. Is it Kimberly Clark? Oh, yeah, probably. (laughs) Surely they're not shipping trees from halfway (laughs) around the world through the Suez Canal. And what, then across half of the country on trains to get them to the paper mills in northeastern (laughs) Wisconsin? That doesn't make any sense. Rumorous. Strange rumors. Let's hope they're wrong. We're saying coffee prices might go up, though. Oh, no. Everybody freaks out as soon as there's a disaster, even though it's the Suez Canal. Yeah, my coffee does come from Southeast Asia, so shoot. Delicious coffee. You'll just start having to harvest your own beans. Where the hell is Sumatra? (laughs) (laughs) I can't find it. Someplace in the Amazon? I don't know. Is it named something else? I thought it was in Southeast Asia. Should be. Indonesia. Okay. Uh, okay, here we go. So it's like a province in Indonesia. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was its own country. Sounds so exotic. Sumatra. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm I'm old enough now that like I don't know geography anymore. I used to be really good <laughs> at it. It's one of those, are you smarter than a fourth grader? But the fourth grader has just had all of this material. We've had like 30-some years to forget. But it's not even forgetting. It's the stuff that we learned isn't the same anymore. You know? Uh, like true. When I that learned Europe, there was a country called Czechoslovakia. <laughs> yes. Back in the day. <laughs> you know, one of my one of my friends in grade school was Czechoslovakian. <laughs> like his great grandparents came from there and now that country isn't a country anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah, that's uh my maiden name is is Jelenic. Pronounced pronounced, excuse me, pronounced Jelenic. And uh there is apparently a Czech liquor uh with our name. Some sort of like licorice. I think it's called Slivovich. Oh yeah. Are you Czech? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or Partially. You, you I'm used, a mutt. You used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Back. Okay, to be fair, I'm adopted, so I had a little bit of an identity ah. crisis when I met my sisters and they're like, "No, you're not you're not Czech and Irish. You're actually French and Native American." And I'm like, "What?" Oh, I didn't know identity this about crisis. you. Yeah, I'm adopted. But you found your family. Yeah, my sisters actually found me while I was living in Washington, D.C. Um, through, they found my mother first through MySpace. Oh, wow. Back. Oh, this, <laughs> this, this, this needs to be like its own thing on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to talk about it, it just it seems like you do. <laughs> yeah, I, I love my sisters. They're awesome. And we got to skip the uh, fighting over Barbie stage and just get to the straight to the work close phase. <laughs> benefits of adoption yeah 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 me and my sister went through that that phase where we hated each other when we were kids and then Mm -hmm. she moved away and (laughs) 
I grew up and became a teenager and then we became friends. Then we were, you know, then it was like, it all it took was her living out of the house for a year. (laughs) (laughs) That's usually all it takes. (laughs) Sibling rivalry. So we just can't live with, with, live in the same house, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And everything's fine. Great. Love it. Well, Lisa, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you didn't blow away. Yeah, me too. I don't, I think uh, everything seems fine from here. Everything that I can see through my closed blinds. <laughs> the rain I'm has moved glad through. Glad that you were safe. Um, yeah, we had. Uh, we're having our schizophrenic spring weather here, where yesterday it was 80 degrees, and then I think this coming Thursday night it's going to be 30. Oh, jeez. <laughs> For the low. Wow. <laughs> so Lovely. 50 degree swing in five days. Oh, I almost forgot. <laughs> so that will be Thursday night. Thursday, this coming Thursday, the day after this episode posts is April 1st. Happy April Fool's Day. Uh-oh. <laughs> but also, you know what April 31st is, right? No, I don't. April 31st, the day that this episode posts to the internet, Wednesday... Is Wait. World Backup Day. Yeah, I was going to say there's no April 31st. Oh, did I say April 31st? I'm sorry, March 31st. <laughs> oh, okay. It was like, I was like, did the calendar change <laughs> somehow? <laughs> I had to think about, you know, the poem, 30 Days House of Temper, April, April June, June, and November. And November. Yeah. I goofed <laughs> I like, up. Sorry. Is- That's <laughs> okay. You know what? Ap- you know what? I did see. I almost did it again. You know what? March 31st is, right? <laughs> <laughs> say it again. <laughs> it's World Backup Day. Don't be an what? April fool. Be prepared. Back your files up on March 31st. Ah. <laughs> it really is. It's smart. <laughs> smart. So if you don't World. have a you know regular backup schedule, someone has gone and set the day before April Fool's Day. <laughs> As the day to help you remember back up all your digital files, people. That's smart. Do you have a, a backup strategy, Lisa? Um, I actually have a lot of my stuff on the cloud, but probably not all of it, to be honest. So. Oh, well, here's your opportunity. <laughs> I'm going to celebrate by backing up all of my files on the 31st of March. Three days to not figure it out. the 31st of April. That's right. <laughs> No, the 31st of April is the day that you get to go out and buy all new computers and gadgets. Ooh. <laughs> I'd celebrate that. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't because it's not a real day. <laughs> <laughs> the day that they give away free computers everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> just April head, 31st. Just head down to the Apple store. <laughs> the lines will be short. They'll be really quick. And they'll give you whatever you want. Do you want a $20,000 Mac Pro? Here, have two. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Why it's April 31st. Yep. Don't blow away down there. We don't want to Thank see you, you over the rainbow. And and hopefully you get some weather to mix things up, but good we- <laughs> but good different weather. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mix you up too much like poor Clem. We get it. A little bit of rain. Yeah. No hail. No tornadoes. No. No tornadoes. 
And please, no more, Un- no more smoke. <laughs> Until Oklahoma, there Until will be Oklahoma. a meetup. Yep. And speaking of smoke, see you next Saturday <laughs> on Zoom. <laughs> what? What? What's that all about? I don't know. Tune in next week. Find out. <laughs> this episode is episode four nineteen. Do the math. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we are in California. Well, I'm in California. I don't know if it's legalized there, but I can't do it anyways. It's work. Right. You're a chaperone. <laughs> yes. You're one of our chaperones. Designated driver. <laughs> <laughs> it will be your pot guide. Your safe guide. You'll be one of several designated drivers on our crazy Zoom bus. <laughs> That's Zoom bus. That's painted like the uh the uh was it a bus or a van? It was a like a oh. Volkswagen quote unquote bus, right? From yeah, yeah, the VW bus. <laughs> the mystery machine. The uh I was thinking of the Muppet movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the psychedelic. I about that. Yeah. Or like the magic school bus. Yep. From back in the day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Drug analogies through children's media. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Look forward to that. Stay safe out there. We'll do. I think we're we're good now. (laughs) You're out of the hot zone. We're out of the suck zone. (laughs) (laughs) The suck zone. It's full of, uh, unfortunately, missing actors and cows. <laughs> Ternetic cows. <laughs> or just <laughs> one cow that you keep seeing over and over again. All right, that's enough. We should do a, like a whole episode about Twister one of these Absolutely. days. Absolutely. You let me know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that actually does remind me. I had this in my list of bookmarks, and I think we were supposed to talk about this, but we can do this next time, (laughs) along with meeting your long-lost family. Yes. (laughs) I guess we already have our uh, subject carved out. Yeah. Um, Or two, because I had had a link in here to something called Life Action Roleplay. Yeah. You wanted to talk about... uh... Yeah, my friends, uh, well, I just wanted to give them a shout out uh, because Life Action Roleplay is absolutely one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, other than Nerd Burger. Uh, <laughs> Life Action Roleplay is a lot of fun, a lot of good uh, LARP talk- topics, excuse me, um, storytelling, all sorts of stuff. So, um, Cynthia Marie, Kai Norman. Yes, Kai Norman. Ryan uh, Omega. And Ryan Omega. Um, Kai is our absolutely phenomenal uh storyteller and uh, uh owner operator of dr norcal uh he is a creative genius he makes wicked cool uh props for our game uh, and wicked cool characters npcs uh big baddies and all sorts of awesome stuff so big shout out to them uh, i listened to them on my way down from my trips up to Reading to hang out up there. And uh, it always gives me inspiration for new character ideas and, and stuff like that. So big shout out to them. Cool. Check it out. 
They're on Podbean and probably all the other places. Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes, maybe. Support podcasts. I Heart Radio Stitcher. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch. I don't know. I'm just reading the things yeah. on the side. <laughs> yeah, Twitch. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Mike. Thank you again. This was fun. I will see you in Oklahoma at some point. We'll make it happen. We go, go visit the suck zone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that into uh, Google Maps. Suck zone, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not through Arkansas. <laughs> no. Oh, boy. Hey, did you uh, happen to uh, think of uh, an outro for us today? No, I that's okay. Didn't. I'll 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 do I'll do this one. Okay. Um. In the meantime, you can find us at nerdburgershow.com, uh, and email us, Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> and anyone else who wants to nerdburgershow at protonmail.com. Join us next time on Nerdburger. When several people get together on Zoom to find out and talk about what happens after 419. <laughs> and hopefully some of us remember what happened. That's a wrap. Yep. <laughs> Cow. <laughs> did you send me a picture? I did. <laughs> That's making me down. So I was it. hoping you weren't going to like end up over the rainbow. Oh, okay. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Not the pot of gold you were looking for. <laughs> Sweet. Well, have a good week. You and too. And thank you again. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Ciao.